The Your Safe Space podcast is recorded on Wurundjeri land. This podcast acknowledges the traditional owners and custodians of the land. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. Welcome to Your Safe Space, the podcast. I'm your host, Adele Marie, and this podcast is here for you. It is a safe space for us to catch up each week to discuss anything and everything. And on today's show, we have a guest episode. If you're watching on YouTube, you'll see I've got Builder Nathan in the podcast studio with me. Hi, Nathan. Welcome to Your Safe Space. Thanks for having me, Adele. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good, thanks. Can't complain. I'm very excited to get into today's episode. For those of you listening, if you don't know, Nathan is from Stanbuilt. He is my very own builder from my recently completed renovation. And as per your request, I got him on the podcast to answer all of your questions. We're going to talk about my renovation. We're going to talk about renovations, building in general. Yep. And we're going to get right into it. Now, Nathan, do you want to maybe give us a little bit of an intro into you, Stanbilt, before we get into the chunk of the show? Yeah, yeah, Yeah. sounds good. Uh, We're a family-owned and run uh, construction company. Uh, Focus on sort of the residential space. So that's, you know, homes, renovations, extensions. And we sort of, look, our director, John, who's my dad. We love John. Hi, John. Dad's the best. (laughs) Is that the barrel? Hey dad, love you, mate. You're the best. Yeah, he's he's got heaps of experience, and he he's worked for for multinational construction companies. He's worked for for sort of the smaller like mum and dad style um, construction companies as well. And over the years, there's been you know, and these are his words, not mine. Sort of a persistent gap in sort of I suppose offering and service and you know, level of communication, level of project management and, and also finishing as well. So he, he's, he, you know, we, we've been talking about this for a little while and look, Stanbuilt's been around for, for about, just about two years now. We're sort of not far away from the second birthday. So it's exciting. And, and we started it to, to address those sort of gaps and pain points. And so far, so good. Like it seems to be working and we can see like when you address a problem and, and you, you start to plug gaps, no matter what industry you're in, but yeah. for us, particularly in building, like, you, you know, the sky's sort of the limit. So it's pretty exciting. Yeah, yeah, it's unreal. And obviously, for everyone listening, like our like my renovation is completely done. Stanbuilt delivered the project for me, and we had talked about this podcast before it was even finished. But seeing it come to life yeah. and seeing the project complete—it's pretty sick. It's unreal. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm sick. so happy with how it came out. So I can definitely vouch for you guys. I think thanks the construction and building industry. We'll get to that when we get into the questions, but it can be yeah. so hard to find the right people. Oh. And so, yeah, I'm just super grateful that it was you guys and so happy that you're on the podcast. Oh, thanks for having me. It's good to be here. It's a good opportunity for us to talk, to talk all, you know, talk shop about building and, yeah. you know, well, today will be a focus on renos, but we can, we'll see where it goes. Yeah. yeah. Talk about any, anything. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, because it is a guest episode, what we usually do is I usually give like a highlight gratitude and struggle. So like your favorite thing from the week or maybe yep. like who or what you're grateful for. Okay. And if you have a struggle, if you want to share it. Yeah. So- I've got a few of them. Oh. So. How long do we have? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get the worst out first. What do yeah. you reckon? That's Save the what best I do. for last. Yeah. Man, I overthink. Okay. Like everything. Yeah. Did I offend that person? Did he take it that way? Did she take it that way? Could I have done this better? Fuck, why didn't I handle this the way that I'm handling it now in my head? Yeah. The thing I do to help that, yeah. And sounds might sound silly to some, might make sense to others, is I train every day or at least six days of the week. And it's the hour, hour 15 or fuck, sometimes two hours where I'm just like switched off. I'm not thinking about anything. Yes. It's I'm present. 
it's like, man, we've got, we've got three sets of eight of this. Let's just focus on getting that done. And then all of a sudden, 15, 20 minutes passes and you, you realize you just, it's where I find I can be really present, obviously working as well. Yeah. But yeah, that's the one thing I'd say that sort of does my head in a little bit. Thank you for sharing that. I feel like a lot of people would be able to relate to that too. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what about your highlight or your gratitude? Probably the relationship I have with my family, you know? Yeah. Sometimes you just see the relationship that like one of my good friends, I won't name names, has a interesting relationship with their dad. And every time he sees me and my dad together, he's like, man, you're so lucky. Yeah. And I know I am, but like to hear that, it's fucking sick because yeah, it's, it's special. Not everyone has it. And I love him. He's the best. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I love my mum too and my sister but, and Liana, but <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Yeah. I love that. And I think that's a nice little lead in to kind of how we know each other and how we got started. Yeah, yeah. We obviously like knew each other, but I actually am very good friends with Liana, who's your partner. I've yep. known her since I was like 13. Love you, Liana. She's like nervous for me today. I don't know why. Oh. <laughs> yeah. No, don't worry. We'll look after you. <laughs> but I met Liana so many years ago and it was around the time I was thinking about starting the Renault mm-hmm. and I had spoken to a couple of other builders and she had just said, come over one night, we'll yeah. have a coffee. Nathan can just like talk you through it, give you some guidance because I was very overwhelmed and oh, I it had, is, it is do you though. remember that first night? I had no idea yeah, yeah, yeah. what I wanted to do, where I wanted to start. Yeah. I was so confused and just so overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. And then at that point, like I didn't even feel, I didn't even feel like it was ever going to like come to life or happen, but yeah. you just provided, I don't know, so much insight and knowledge and just made me feel very comfortable about it. I'm glad, that's good. And so that's kind of how, you know, that partnership started and then, yeah, we yeah. started the Renault. Oh, I'm glad. And, mate, if it wasn't for Liana, I, I wouldn't know. be here. So thanks. I owe Liana. I mean, I give her, I look after her, you know. Of she course. gets massages and shit like that. Oh, cute. <laughs> so she'll probably get an extra long one and maybe a steak dinner okay. for this one. No, she's the best. She's the best. I remember her telling me, um, just as an aside to that, she called me one day and she was like, got this friend of mine. We go way back. We used to go to Aubrey together. Yep. Yada, yada, yada. You know, I haven't seen her in ages. You know, she's going to come over for dinner. I think you, did you eat dinner? I can't remember. You did come over. Yeah. You bought a bottle of wine, polished that off. And then, you know, we, we got talking and it, and I got a really good vibe as well. Cause the other thing too, with Stanbuild is like, we, you sort of, you can as a business owner get caught in the trap of just accepting every job that comes at you. Mm-hmm. And it's a really, we're sort of finding it. It's not the best way to operate because then you inadvertently like start to align yourself with the direction that you probably hadn't planned to go in. Yeah. And then you realize that you veer away from your true destiny. Um, sounds a bit corny, but. No. And and so when I, I just straight away, as soon as you get that gut feeling and I had the same thing that you had with me, sort yeah. of like vice versa. And I was like, yeah, if we, if we can manage to win this job, this will be killer for us. And you know, the rest is history. So thanks for giving us that work. No, thank you for doing such a good job. But let's jump into the questions because we have 20 and we're going to try and get through them all. I'll try. Yeah. Yeah. The first one is where do you even start with a renovation? I don't know who to talk to first. Yeah. It's a challenging one. I I, I would, I'd speak to a builder. Yeah. You know, drop up, drop someone like us online. Don't, don't go to a bigger builder like Porter Davis, rest in peace, uh, Henley or something like that. I know that Port buggers are liquidators are probably still scrambling, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, give a builder a ring, and and like, if someone called me and said, "Hey, man, I I think I want to give this. I want to do a DIY Reno. Yeah, I don't know where to start. Like, have you got fifteen minutes just to give me like a, a TLDR of this? I'd do it. I'd say give a builder a ring, or even drop them an email, and and because you know it costs us nothing to reply. 
Exactly. Like it's, and it's great for our brand too. We sort of build that authority, thought leadership. That shit matters. Yeah. And and just ask ask questions and like no questions stupid. So yeah, I, I think that's what I would do. So yeah, that's yeah. what I did. Yeah. And so even before I had spoken to you, I'd spoken to like maybe two or three other builders. One of them said no to me. They were like, no, that's too far. Like the actual location oh. of the property was too far. Well, they don't have a car. <laughs> I don't know. But anyway, I felt like that was like trial and error. You could suss yeah. out the vibe. Uh-huh. You could talk to them, ask some questions, Shop see around, what they man. knew. Yeah. 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 And see who you click with because I think you're not always going to click with every builder that you interact with or every – and you want to because you speak to them so much you gotta. in the process. You got to. Yeah. got to get along. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm not saying you hang out and have cups, cups of no. tea together. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But yeah. you got to be able to be in each other's presence and like the person, you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Appreciate their company and, and want to want to see them, want to hear from them. If you dread hearing from your builder, if it, ours was a five month proposition, it's not the end of the world. Yeah, you could crawl your way through that. But I mean, imagine building a high end home that takes twelve, sixteen months. Yeah, it's a it's a chunky it's a life time. where you're like, fuck, I speak to this dickhead again, you know? <laughs> so just, yeah. Absolutely. Now that kind of leads to question number two, but what does a builder do in regards to helping organize the renovation and the hiring of trades? A lot of project management. Yeah. Uh, I sleep with a spreadsheet. You know what I mean? It's sort of like that. (laughs) Yeah. So basically like without overcomplicating it, what we do is, is we look at the, I call it the, this happens, then that follows sort of sequence of events. You know, we need this person to come in that, that can then activate the next trade and sort of that is so on and so forth until you hand over. Before we start, obviously we come, you do your on-site, you get familiar with the property. Like in your case, for example, we jumped into the ceiling space. Is that wall load-bearing? Yes, it was. Yes. Well, what's required? So that that changes sort of the trajectory of what the project timeline looks like. So first off, right off the bat, got to get carpenters in. Whereas, for example, if you're just doing a, a, a bathroom renovation, you know, you demo it, you know, you safely disconnect services, you demo it, and then you can all like... Providing that, say, the subfloor is in pretty good nick, you might be able to just transition pretty quickly to waterproofing, tiling, and you yeah, know what I mean? There might be yeah. some small carpentry shits and bits that you got to do, but like it's pretty quick. So in terms of who you've got to call and, and what you've got to do to answer it from that sort of angle is a lot sort of more condensed, quicker and sharper than it would be for what we did for yours, which is yeah. a, a full property. Yeah. So yeah, it's a lot of project management. You're on the phone, you're emailing, you're getting a couple of quotes, you're you sort of, you know, you're liaising with the client. Hey, this is what we're thinking for your for your kitchen sort of finishes. What do you reckon? Do you like it? Yes. And then you think you've hit the jackpot, right? You go make your order. You call Reese's or whoever your supplier is, and they're like, "Nah, man, that's discontinued," or "That's that's yeah. six weeks wait." Or so you've really got to you've got to be a project manager and, and do it with like sort of surgical sort of precision. Yeah. You can't be lazy as a builder. If you're lazy, you're, you're going to go broke and you'll lose the respect of your trades, and you just you won't get shit done. Yeah, absolutely. And I think our next question is about like a good builder. Like what makes a good builder? Yep. How do you spot a good one mm, in the mix? Because I think yeah. obviously for some background as well, mm. in my past job, like I worked in the construction industry, but yep. it was high rise, resi, mm. large scale. So uh-huh. it was a little bit different, but yep. I obviously understood parts of the industry. Yeah, you did. So I could see the difference between like someone a bit dodgy, someone a little bit better. (laughs) What would someone who has no idea look out for? Yeah, it's a really good question. Promptness, punctuality, you know, they don't have to be the most eloquent speaker. You know, it doesn't really matter, but they need to know their stuff, speak with conviction and, and 
I'm big on gut feel as well, as I'm sure you yeah. are. You know, if you get that ick at the start and you're like, yeah, he kind of knew his stuff, but... Something's not right. He was a bit sloppy and something's not right. Trust it. Yeah. And keep shopping around. And I, I would say, you know, the general rule of thumb is sort of, you know, three quotes or, or, or meet with three builders. And if you're still umming and ahhing and iffy after the third, come see us. We'll do it for you. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully we're, we're part of the mix, but you know what I mean. Yeah. So yeah. Trust your gut. Yeah. So true. Our next question is, what did you do yourself and what did you get the professionals to do? Now, for your place? Yeah, well, is that I don't know if that question's to me or to yeah. you, but maybe we can both answer it. Yeah. So very quickly, what we did or what I did myself, and it wasn't just me, it was mum and dad too, but we like half demoed the kitchen. Yeah. Not the very best job, but no, we, you did, we tried our best. You did. Actually, you did really well. Oh, really? Yeah, honestly, Thank you did. You. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well done, yeah. <laughs> and then towards the end, it was just like the garden and like external stuff that we did. And then throughout the process, a lot of the time, Nathan would bring me options for things, whether it was like finishes, finishes, floorings, paint, yep. things like that. And then I would help make the decision. Mm-hmm. But a lot of it I left to Nathan and Stan built just because... I had, a, I had a lot happening at the same time. Yeah. I had like the jewelry launch. I had, you know, content to make myself and other stuff, moving parts. So it was nice to just trust you to do yeah. what you needed to do. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, you did really well. The demo was good. It allowed us to come in and, and do all the rectification stuff sort of upfront and early. Because yeah. like d- demo, you know, we, we could have done that in half a day, right? But, but then you sort of you lose the half day of doing the other stuff. So it's, it's, it, it is a game of numbers and, and there's, there, there can be so much variance. If you lose so much as, as half a day or a day, yeah. it can throw everything out because if you think about back to what I said before, that sort of sequential order that we have, you lose a day, like let's say you lose Monday and you had the Tyler book for Tuesday, just a random example. But because you lost Monday, you, you had to do what you had planned to do on the Tuesday. The yeah. Tyler might say, look, I can't come back till the following Thursday. It causes... Then everyone after that, you're yeah. calling, you're like, fuck, man, sorry. Got to push you back, got to push you back. And then they might say to you, sorry, I can't do... And then all of a sudden, you, you, you're blowing out by a month. Yeah. It's almost so. like dominoes. I it, know that might no, sound it silly, but it's, exactly it's like... It if you can knock them all down properly, then it's good. But yeah. sometimes, like, the domino might fall to the side or, like, you might only knock down one and then it all gets messed up. So... Yeah, to get it running smoothly can be a challenge, but I think you guys did that. Yeah, as good as we could. Um, and look, there was variations as well. We added the bathroom in last minute. Well, not Let's last talk minute, about but the bathroom. Yeah. Let's <laughs> talk about the bathroom. I think there's a question. There's probably good segues, isn't it? Yeah, there's a question we'll get to later like about bathrooms. But at the start, my reno was only meant to be kitchen, laundry, knock out the wall, new floor, paint. Yeah, And then we very kindly were contacted by Elegance Tiles Mm -hmm. who gifted me the tiles for the wet areas, which was going to be bathroom, laundry and kitchen. And I wasn't considering ever touching the bathroom because when I bought the property, it had looked like it had been renovated not that long ago. And the vendor had said that it was renovated about five years earlier. And on face value, judging by what I could look at, it seemed okay. But Nathan had raised some concerns about the bathroom to me. And then when we got the offer about the tiles, he said, that'll save you some money. You should probably consider ripping up the bathroom while we're here, we're at it. And I thought, fuck it, let's do it. (laughs) Yeah, lucky you did. Uh, And so what did did you see in the bathroom that made you worry? First thing was a few things, but the first thing was the waste was just in the wrong spot. Yeah. Like the the fall wasn't adequate. Mm -hmm. And that's a fucking problem because tomorrow it's not an issue. 
Yeah. But in 2025, it is when you're having a shower at six o'clock in the morning before you got to come to the studio and you fall through the floor. Like, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It was a home job. Yeah. Now, I don't know. Definitely DIY. It was definitely DIY. You could tell by the yeah. way the tiles were laid. Yeah. They man. were unevenly laid. That too. And then cosmetically, it was. So, so that struck like sort of structurally or whatever was, was a bit, was a red flag. And then yeah. we, um, you know, accessed through the subfloor door and had to crawl around and, you know, your bearers and joists and stuff like that, which is the anatomy of the subfloor was kind of a bit rotten. Yeah. And, and, and touch wet, you know, so that sort of told us like shit this is leaking sort of like here and now it's Mm -hmm. not it's not something that leaked in 1995 and now we're sort of feeling you know dried up rotten timber yeah this is sort of new and moist this is a problem and lo and behold as we sort of as we did the demo we uncovered a whole host of just shonky sort of cowboy DIY stuff that we personally can't stand I and again back to what I was saying around why we sort of a large reason why we started stand build is to start to bring workmanship back into the fold and look you can't help DIY look what's stopping you know someone buying a property and renovating it nothing because you don't need to be licensed to do it but when we come in we want to make sure that we make it very clear that we're here to fix this stuff and I know it was a variation and people will people listening will probably say yeah but like you know, yes, it was it was cooked, but you guys sort of pitched it to make more money. Yes and no. Obviously, there's that business element you look yeah. at, but it wasn't that for us. It was doing the right thing. Yeah. Because walking away from that, I wouldn't have felt, we wouldn't have felt comfortable knowing what was wrong with it and mm. saying to you, you know what, Adele? Yeah, you got the tiles for free. This is what the labor's going to cost to do, redo the bathroom, but don't worry about it. I'd rather you pocket that money. That's yeah. that wouldn't be the right advice for yeah. me. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Um, and I didn't feel that either, by the way. Like, good. I felt like it was genuine. You guys cared, and I thought cosmetically, like it wasn't the best. And then when we got the tiles gifted, I was like, we we may as well just do it while we're here. And it wasn't till like we ripped up the floor that we realized, thank God we did, because had we not have, it just would have been a problem for me in however many years. And I wanted to avoid that, so it ended up being. Such a good decision. We had to do it. Yeah. We had to, had to do it, you know, and, and like, if we could do it for free, we would have based on the principle of it was wrong. How do we rectify it? Let's yeah. get to it. And cause I remember dad and I having the conversation, we were like, look, it's not part of the scope. And we both said the same thing. We're like, we won't be able to live with ourselves if we don't sort of pitch this to Adele and explain why. Yeah. So we're happy that we did and that you accepted and that we went through with it because it just, yeah, it would have been a problem. Yeah. Not anymore. Sure. No. And at least now I've got like peace of mind that yeah. I know it's done to code, done to standard 100%. and that nothing will, should go wrong. It is an old property. It's It was built, I think, in 1975 or like 1972. So obviously taking that into account, but for the most part, it had good bones. It yeah, just yeah. needed like yeah. a bit of TLC That's it. as well. That's it. I want to jump into our next question, which is roughly what's a figure that it would cost to gut a house and redo it? Now, this is like, it depends, definitely. Uh, oh, how long is a piece of string? <laughs> yeah. Um, it depends. Mm-hmm. Is it a two bed, one bath like yours? Is it four bed, three bath? Is it four bed, two bath? So there's a lot of variables that, to, you know, that need to be punched in for me to comp up an answer. Mm-hmm. But what I will say is it depends, you know, largely on, on that size. Yeah. Um, and also scope. What is it that you want to do? You, you might, um, and I don't want to sort of step on the toes of the, next questions, but you might sort of look at it and go, look, we'd love to renovate the whole place. We sort of know it's going to cost a bit. Why don't we, rather than renovating the whole place, doing anything structural, let's choose one room to be structural in yeah, and let's call it a bathroom. Let's do that. And then let's just like cosmetically spruce up the rest of the house, paint, 
the walls, paint the ceilings. Uh, like in your in your unit as well, we painted the the architraves and the skirts. All your trims were painted. Yeah. Maybe do that, and then you know look at look at your at your your cupboards, your drawers. Do we want to change cabinet handles and, and sort of get a feel for for what it's going to cost in that bathroom? Yeah, start with run, one room first. Yeah, and yeah. You, you're sort of like a micro. You'll do like a micro sort of comp of oh, this is what it's going to cost to do one bathroom, right, if we can multiply that across multiple rooms yeah. with a similar price point in, in terms of the finishes that we've chosen, what will that look like? And, you, 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 you know, your figure won't be bang on, but it'll give you a pretty good estimate, I reckon. Yeah. So. I think it also depends on, like, what your budget is as well. Yeah. So yeah. there were a lot of questions about, like, budgeting and how to start in that sense. And I think, like, anything that you're saving towards, saving towards a renovation is a goal. Yep. And yep. what I would recommend is trying to have a lump sum before you start the process and then getting quotes, seeing how far apart you are from the quotes and how much money you have saved. Mm -hmm. I'll also say like chat to a broker because you could potentially borrow equity out of the property Mm -hmm. to get cash and use that for a renovation. Go back and listen to the broker episode if you want. But I think there's, yeah, definitely what you discussed and then actually making sure that like your budget is close to it if you can. Next question. Is it more cost effective to renovate a house versus saving more and buying established? Yeah. Again. It depends. It depends. Yes and no. Yeah. Look, so to answer that question, let's say in the context of an area such as uh, Northgate, Mm -hmm. would it be cheaper to renovate or say do a knockdown rebuild. Well, fuck, do a knockdown rebuild. You, you're paying top dollar for the land. Correct. So so in that context, renovating for sure, right? But but there's all sorts of new estates that are going up out north and, you know, southeast and stuff yeah. like that. So, you know, there would prob- probably be in terms of building from scratch, that would probably, in terms of bang for buck, it's probably cheaper in that, you know, you're getting the land cheap and you, you can go with the cheaper builder who's already building out there. Yeah, who also um, might be building like multiple correct. lots of the same style of home, correct. buying packages that's like it. that. So that that's probably where it would be cheaper. But yeah, it depends. It's a really, it's a good question, but yeah. it's a really tricky one to answer because it's not, unfortunately, our industry and, and projects like this, whether you're building new or renovating or extending, aren't black and white. Yeah. This- and every site's different. I would say you got pretty lucky with your property in that only the bathroom was was cooked yeah imagine if all rooms were cooked mm, you know what that i mean would be and, painful and more expensive but you can't i see think it, so. to, yeah no to talk to this question from my perspective i wanted to get as close as i could to the cbd with what i was approved for mm-hmm. and that's how i landed like in that area that i purchased my property but when i bought it i bought it with the intention to renovate it because when i bought it i could see that it was almost like a dump mm. it had good bones like i said but it d- did need some work and did need some love yeah, yeah and for me it was going to be more cost effective to do the reno yeah. versus me potentially right. waiting now and having saved more in china into the property market at this point there's no way i would have been able to buy where i bought for that amount of money. No I way. probably would have been able to buy way further out, <laughs> yeah. as you just said. So I think yeah. it absolutely depends on your personal preference, your personal situation, your personal values when it comes to, you know, entering the property market. And yeah, yeah. 
purchasing a property that meets your needs. And some people also might have a real instinct to want to renovate and might love that shit, right? Mm -hmm. Well, that's (laughs) it. I know people that would buy a property, renovate that and maybe like flip it, or I'm not saying that's what you should do, or just buy a property with that intention because that's what they really want to do. And for someone like that, it wouldn't even be really about the cost. It's like they just really want to do renos. Yep. Yeah, exactly. And so it really does depend. It does. It's a yeah. great question though, but it, it does depend. That's it. I mean, you, you've you got firsthand experience there too. And I think that example that you just spoke to is is a good way to, to talk to it really. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Next question. What is typically the most expensive area of a house to renovate and why? Kitchen or bathroom? Yeah. The wet areas. Yeah. 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 Uh, laundries aren't too bad. Like you, you, you could argue either or. Mm-hmm. Kitchen probably like just pips it because... You know, you can you can go and, uh, you know, we did a 20 mil sort of Caesar stone bench for your joint, but you can go get it like an 80 mil or a 100 mil marble bench top, which is like 28 grand. Yeah, that's wild. <laughs> it's just like, it depends on your budget, but but like, let's just assume that we're doing this sort of low to medium spec, sort mm-hmm. of the, the, the price point of your place. Mm-hmm. They'd be They'd be comparable, but I think, you know... The kitchen probably just might nudge it out um, because yeah. you think about it, you've got a lot of joinery, the bench top, you know, you, you might, and people sort of look at it and go, look, well, with, with the actual joinery bones, we'll go a little bit cheaper, but we'll get an expensive bench top. We use the bench top a lot. It's the centerpiece of the kitchen. Yeah. Everyone sees the bench top in the kitchen, yeah. you guests over, things like that. That's it. Don't worry about the overheads. Don't worry about the drawers. We'll go a white. We'll go a stone color. We'll keep it simps, you know. So that's where I think people can get caught up in spending a little bit of money. And bathrooms probably where, you know, the other side of the coin where bathrooms could, could pip kitchens in terms of cost would be probably in your example, which wasn't that bad. We've seen a lot worse, which is way more common where the rectification stuff, you know, let's say there's a bill for, for 12 grand for fixing stuff because yeah. it's that bad. So you haven't really done anything yet. Yeah, you um, just fixed the... You've just fixed it, getting it ready to sort of renovate, Go. if you will. You know, so, but these are, this is all part and parcel of it. And what I would say to people who are looking to renovate is, is you, you need to have a conversation with yourself and say, I might encounter this. It's not brand new. Yeah. If you're renovating, there's a reason for it. It's old. Yeah. So... There's you know going to be problems yeah. that you find so, that you didn't know existed. That's it. That's it. So, and again, if you if you if you get to that stage and you still want to run and see it out as a DIY renovator, still ring a builder and say I've encountered this. Don't really know what it means. I brought a couple of trades in that they, they seem clueless or they know what to do, but they're not picking up the phone. You know, just just have that other reassuring conversation with with an expert, and they can just guide you through it. Yeah, absolutely. I think the next question is for me, I don't know, but it's something you have learned from the renovation that you never had thought of or considered. Maybe we can both answer. I'm going to say the wall was a learning moment for me. The one we knocked out. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. I just thought you can just knock down a wall. It's fine. We could have. <laughs> but that wall was a load-bearing wall. Yeah. What's a load-bearing wall, Nathan? Oh, <laughs> look, the, the bottom cords, at the tra- it's, support, it's supporting your roof, basically, yes. without being too technical. Yeah. So what? So if it's bearing the load of a truss, what, what that means is if you knock out, which which it was, yes. if you knock the wall out, the, the fucking ceiling collapses. Correct. So lucky we didn't just knock the wall out. Yeah. We had a <laughs> architect come in yeah. and we put in a structural beam to mm-hmm. support it. Double LVL laminated beam. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. And so that was a learning moment for me because while, yes, I did work in the construction industry, not on that level. I just thought you could take out whatever wall you wanted. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> did you learn anything from my reno? It's a good question. We sort of try and reflect after every project. That old properties still have fucking charm. Yeah. Oh, 
You know what I that's mean? That's cute. Yeah. yeah. Let's say that's, that's I like probably, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It does have a nice character. She came up good. All right. And then this leads into the next question. What was your favorite part of the renovation? Handing it over to you. Like, okay. actually, probably the, the day before that, while I was in there tidying up. We had the builders clean and whatever. And standing back and going like, how good is this? Yeah. That, that moment. You know yeah. what I mean? And we have that all the time. Sometimes you're like, I can't be fucked with this job anymore. You, to be honest <laughs> You get with over you. it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you don't. And, but I had a bit of an, like you, we said this to you, like, you know, when we handed over dad and I, you, you, you were the best client we've had in fucking forever. Aww, um, you just made our job easy. And we, we actually love doing your, your reno and all, even all the shit bits when it gets tough. Yeah. We sort of. There was always silver lining. So, um, yeah, for us, that was that was something I think we learned too. Is and, and, again, going back to sort of circles back a little bit to choosing who you work with. Yeah. Not just agreeing to anything just because you want to sort of scale the business. Yeah. That sort of confirmed that for us as well. Let's work with like for like people. So That's really sweet. I love that. I'm going to say mine, obviously, overall, whole reno as well. Yeah. But the biggest, oh, my God, wow moment mm-hmm. was the paint. Yeah. Wow. The paint, like the fre- a fresh coat of paint goes a long way. Mm-hmm. And then the floor. Yeah, floor sick. Because I had this old pine that everyone on the internet was like, you need to keep the pine. You need to keep the pine. And we put in this beautiful, can't remember what it was called. Quick step laminate. Yep, yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. And it just made it so much brighter. Mm-hmm. It opened it up. I think the paint and the floor Yeah, did that as well. But that was like the most visible difference that really I walked in. I was like, shit, like this is coming along yeah yeah you're yeah. right that you're right if you do if you to find a micro moment it'd be that paint when we walked in yeah after they had finished their third coat and you're like jesus christ and then flooring day as well you walk in and you're like oh, this has changed everything because what happens is you know you, you you your kitchen starts to bounce off the floor and that does yes. the same thing back and it all comes together yeah it's it's Perfect, yeah. Nathan, what is your favorite build slash style trend and your least favorite? Oh, it changes for me, you know. Yeah. Like I sort of go through phases or whatever. Yeah. But a pretty persistent phase would be modern weatherboard. Okay. So not your Hamptons, you know what I mean, sort of that typical weatherboard, but like, you know, exposed rafter tails, you know, uh, tin roof, and then like a sick, massive, big, wide modern front door. Yeah. Whereas, you know, your typical Hamptons, you'd sort of have sort of like that French style and, you know, windows on either side and sort of very traditional. Mm-hmm. Um, so blending tradition with with sort of modern architecture would be my sort of take. It's sort yeah. of like an amalgamation of two styles. Yeah. I don't really love, you know, your, your boxy, ultra-modern, sort of hyper-modern rendered sort of look. Okay, yeah. Where you've got sort of double story, it's very rectangular and sort of looks like um, the house is trying to play Tetris with itself. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not my thing. <laughs> yeah. Whereas with weatherboard, I think even if you're doing a new build, it will it's timeless, you know what I mean? It will look yeah. as good now as it will in 2050, but but you sort of bring it into the modern era with, with, with some finishing selections like a big front door or, or a modern garage door and obviously how you finish it internally too changes the game. So for me, that's they're my selections. What about you? What's your favourite? I was hoping you wouldn't ask me that because I don't know. <laughs> I think when I, I don't know, when I think of like my Renault, I just wanted to keep things very like neutral. Mm-hmm tried to keep it timeless so that it would still look good now and still look good in 10 years because yeah, yeah. what we started at was literally a property that was stuck in 1972. Bad. Uh, and so <laughs> there was a lot that we needed to do to bring it into 2023, but I still wanted it to be nice come 2020, I don't know, 2033 or 2043. Yep. I don't know what my favorite. Do you like weatherboards? 
like you know what I mean, like a clean. Yeah, they're okay. okay. Do you know what I like? Yeah. I love, and it's we're in Collingwood, yeah, the studio. I love the houses down like the streets here. Those terrace, old, yeah, terrace cottage. They're like. They're really? my favorite, yeah. Let me tell you, they're freezing. Really? And well, they've got party walls on either side. Yeah, okay. You know, <laughs> so you sort of, you'll be sitting in your land room and you'll see what we're looking at to our left here. They have so much character too. And I, I've, I'm trying to, you know, to be honest with you, trying to manifest a project like that where yeah. we can get our hands on a, on a, on a property that's, you know, 210 years old or whatever. Yeah. And just, oh, just completely just bring it back. All right, we're nearly there. But our next question is, what is something you wish people spent extra money on during renovations? That's a really good question. Two, two things. Yeah. First one would be, um, and we did this for your place, so you, you, you'll be able to sort of probably talk to it as well from the customer's perspective, but engaging an architect. Yeah. I think that's important. You know, look, if you're doing a bathroom that's three by two and a half, that's tiny, you probably don't need one because there's probably only one spot for your shower, one for your vanity. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? And if you can fit a bath in, you're not left with much real estate, right? But in your case, we, and I'm sure it delivered value to you because I remember you talking about it at the time and it certainly did for us. You, you got to get someone in who understands space. Yes. And structure. I mean, Ian designed your architect. Now, people would probably say, why can't a cabinet maker do it? Yeah, they can draw, but they're not architects. Do, do you know what I mean? Architects just have a different level of understanding of space, how to maximize it. Mm-hmm. And that's um, what I really wanted to do as well. And that was part of your brief, right? Yeah. So, you know, so so it would be, and, and look, it's an upfront cost, but if you do that, it just, it just makes the whole reno hum because then what you've got is you've got architectural plans as well. And when we get our trades in, we, we can say to the Sparkies, you know, refer to page two, the electrical plan on the, on the, on the architect's drawings. This is where like, you know, to the spot, Yes. where this double GPO needs to go. And if they run into an issue saying, look, it's not going to work, we've got to move it over 50 mil, no worries, or whatever it is. And then the plumbers come in, they can see where all their reroutes need to be and all of their all, all the plumbing and stuff like that. They can get a hold of it before they rock up. Yeah. So then when they rock up, they go, well, we've read the plans. This makes sense. Let's just sort of get to work as opposed to sort of the old school way of, oh, I reckon a vanity can fit there, get the measuring tape out, you know. Yeah. So that's one thing. And then the other thing would be, Spending money on a finishes schedule. So that's that's sort of like a, basically a document that outlines all your fittings and fixtures and finishes. So like your floorings on that, you know, your handles. I think we did a couple of versions for yeah. you for that where you look at it and you go, oh, that's what it costs. That's what it looks like. We didn't charge for that. We normally do. Thank you. That's all right. Yeah, <laughs> we sort of threw that in. But yeah, I think, I think those two things. And, and, you know, it's just those two things will also feed into being prepared. Yeah. Okay. Um, so again, when the plumber comes in, he's not like, oh, have you thought about your shower rows? And, you, and you're like, oh, what? You yeah. Know, let me look on Reese now. They'll go, look, look, get back to me. Whereas if you go, yeah, 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 I'll send you the PDF. And they look at it and they go, oh, yeah, easy, done. I know how to rough this in. I know how to fit yeah. it off. I've got all the bits. Um, and if I don't, I've got a rep at Reese. They'll hook me up. You know what I mean? It just makes it, makes it work. Yeah, more yeah. seamless. Yeah. Absolutely. And I guess on the other hand, what are some things that people could potentially save money on or do at a more cost-effective price point, like little things if they wanted to give their property a bit of a spark? Or yeah. What would you, what advice would you give? Paint. Okay. Your property yourself. Yeah. So we, I'm, I'm, I don't know if I'm allowed to do this, but I'm going to do it anyway. I'm going to read an excerpt. We've got a guide on our website, right? Okay. Yeah. Read it out. All right. So give us a tick. Let me get this up. You okay. can download it from the Stanbuilt website, stanbuilt.com.au. Yeah. The number one thing would be to paint yourself. We love painters so much. We really, truly do. But as important as their work is to the finished product of the look and feel of a home, painting isn't structural, nor is it ridiculously technical. 
Although, to be fair, cutting in can be tricky, but it's not like it's open heart surgery. Sorry, George. We love you, mate. You're our favourite painter. Please don't hate us after reading this. But no, don't get us wrong. We're not saying that just anyone can paint. What we're saying is, well, that's exactly what we're saying. Yeah. Anyone can fucking paint. Yeah. Just seriously go and paint your house yourself. Yeah. That's it. What is your favourite paint colour? And then tell us what paint colour we did at mine. My favourite... So for internal walls, yeah. probably Lexicon Corda, which is what we did for yours. And the reason is it's white with like a tiny drop of black paint in it. Mm-hmm. And what that does is it takes like that starkness out of the white. Yeah. Because if you go for true white, which is called Vivid White, well, that's Dulux's product. It's so bright, man. Like if you get north facing sun, you're like, dude, where the fuck are my sunnies? Like yeah. you can't even sit inside, you know, and it's cooked. It's, yeah. Whereas Lexicon Quarter sort of nips that in the bud a little bit and allows yeah. you to sort of still get true white without having to wear sunnies inside. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty full on. I really like that color because I like that it didn't throw yellow. Yeah. It's yeah. a cool, it's a cool white. It is. But obviously I didn't do the painting myself. Had if if I'm in another property or if I have to repaint that down the track, I probably would paint it myself because yep. Yeah, I reckon I could do it. Yeah, you could. I reckon I could. You could. And, you know, we've so that, that guide is titled Six Ways to Save Thousands on Your Renovation. Yeah. And we're sort of revealing secrets that most builders wouldn't want people yeah, to know. Yeah, I so, love that. Yeah, yeah. So we're, we're cool. We're an open book. It's nothing like dodgy. Yeah. It's just like these are things that builders don't want you to know because you could probably do them yourself sort yeah. of thing. Um, so why not share that knowledge? Well, I mean, with painting, for example, like depending on your place, but, you know, Paint, the, the cost of paint might come in at 1500 And then, you know, you, like the, the fucking painters quote lands in your inbox. And you're like, they want fucking eight grand for labor, you know. It's so, guys, give up your brunches, fucking find some, <laughs> you know what I mean? Take, roll your sleeves up, paint your house. Immediately, if you can commit to that, you'll save some money. Yeah. And it will make such a difference on your Massive. property as well. Yeah. Such a difference. I can't even stress to you how much of a difference it makes. Once all the walls are painted too, they like reflect of each other. And then it's just like a fresh breath of fresh air. For the property. Yeah, it is. All right, we're nearly we're nearly there. Nathan, do you get annoyed when a client changes their mind on everything all the time? I laughed when someone sent this through. I didn't do this, by the no, way. No, you didn't. You were awesome. <laughs> you were just like, yeah, done. I was like, what do you think? Yeah. Do whatever you want. I don't. I was going to say, do you want me to give you the political answer? Nah. You know what? I don't. I get it. Look, it's their place. Mm-hmm. It's their home. They've built memories. This sounds so fucking corny, but this is how I feel about it. They've built memories in there. They're continuing to build memories in there. They're investing money. You know, they probably, most people don't know what they're doing. So yeah. you can't like get shitty with, how can you get, that's my whole thing is, it's like, how can you get frustrated at someone who doesn't really understand something that well? Now, if they act like they do, and then that that, that can be annoying. Yeah. It's like, hang on, <laughs> who's uh, who's the actual builder in here? Do you know yeah. what I mean? So sort of. And not in a way to be like, oh, I'm right, you're wrong, but it's sort of like, look, you, you, you're paying us a fee, let us do our job. Yeah. Where it gets annoying, which we, you know, touch wood, haven't had yet is, um, thanks, you did it too, that's yeah. good. We haven't had sort of non-payers. Yeah. Everyone's been really prompt, punctual and, and understanding that like if a variation comes in, it is going to cost you money. Yeah. We know of some other builder friends of ours who will put in a variation notice for, you know, I don't know, call it 30 grand for whatever and the owner will say, not paying it. And so what do you do then? Do you absorb? They never get paid. Sometimes they don't. What yeah. do you do, right? And it's it's a really shitty pattern that happens in our in our industry. I was um, going to say it's quite common yep. in the construction industry, yep. regardless of why. like what level you're at. Like I remember in yep. my last job working on like massive apartment projects where people aren't, aren't paying their contracts, aren't paying their invoices, and then that is a trickle effect Fuck back yeah. on up the ladder. Imagine going to Woolies, yeah. do your last little boop, 
scan your rewards card. And then just walk You're just out. like, fuck this. Get my green bags. Off I go. Yeah. I don't know why it's become probably a bit doomsday for me to say it is become like this but it is a pattern you don't it does and you you just gave me an example in in sort of similar industry different pocket of it Mm -hmm. where it happens as well and that again that's why we just want to work for like work for like for like people and if we get a whiff that this person is shit even if the the money and the 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 job looks fantastic for us and there's a bit of fat in the profit we'll walk away yeah i don't want to deal with it yeah absolutely and then i guess as like the client on the client side I really tried to just trust you yep. and trust your dad and trust the direction because yep. I was like, well, I'm paying these guys. They're the professionals. I know a little bit, but I don't know what I need to know about this. So yep. I'm not going to step on your toes or yeah. try to be annoying. I definitely had my fair share of dumb questions, which Nothing's, you got nah. used to by the end. <laughs> Nothing was stupid. Nothing was stupid. It wasn't. Yeah, There's it was- no such thing. All learning. And then we're going to wrap it on the last question, but what are your best ways or tips to save money during a renovation? Because the budget can definitely be blown out. Yeah. So do you have any tips? That guide on our website's got it all. So, okay. So go, I, I will talk to it though. I'm yeah. not going to do this clickbaity bullshit. Yeah. Seriously, go download the guide, you know, six ways to save thousands of dollars on your renovation. I'll pull out two. So there's four more that you don't know okay. about. Okay. And I sort of spoke about it before. The first one is paint yourself. Yeah. It's not structural. It's not technical. Seriously, like just fucking do it. And I'm not shitting on painting as a profession. Trust me. But it's Sorry to the painters. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, painters. (laughs) That's why like I I love you, George. He won't be listening to this. Okay. Um, But like actually, you know what? I might just to stir him up, I might show him this and be like, please listen to the last four minutes. You know what I mean? Because you think about it, it's a tin of paint, it's a brush, it's a roller, it's a drop sheet, it's yeah. painter's tape, it's sandpaper to prep. Yeah, there's tutorials on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. it's not that hard, you know. Yeah. And again, paint has always kind of been like low-key expensive, mm-hmm. but now it is legitimately expensive. Yeah. Like to paint your fences, I think the tin of paint was like 600 bucks. Yeah. You're just your outside fence, yeah, right? Yeah, that's a lot. For so outside seriously, fence paint. Fence pa- yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the painter goes, righto, I go to Inspirations Paint or Bunnings to buy this. Cost me 500 Well, I'm not doing that, doing that at cost. I want to put a margin on it. So yeah. all of a sudden that paint in 650 Yeah. Then their labor. Then he'll call me. He'll go, Nathan, man, it's it's not sticking to the, it's a bit wet. You know, I, I recommend another coat. And you're like, well, fuck, he's, yeah. he's the painter. Like, does it need one? Probably not. Will it last longer? Yeah, let's do it. And so that's something that you can chip away at on your Saturday, Sunday. You'll save heaps of money. That's yeah. up front. And then the other thing is too, if you're going to sort of do do a, a legit end-to-end DIY renovation, mm-hmm. budget up front, like before you even brush your teeth, yeah. seriously, start budgeting. Yeah. And what that looks like is what's the cost of building materials and supplies? So for example, nails, liquid nails, drill bits, yeah. yellow tongue flooring, tile underlay, any any bits of timber that you need to, to fix anything that's out of plumb structurally. And then your fittings and fixtures. So what's our shower rows going to cost? What's our mixer going to cost? You know, and then obviously roughly what's the kitchen going to cost? What's the bench top going to cost? And then you sort of do this and then you'll you'll have this sort of good enough estimate that's yeah. like half baked, but enough for you to start going shit where this is rough and we're we're already at 40K, I don't know, as an example. Can we afford this? Yeah. Should we do it? Should we actually do the whole house? Like I said before, should we just do the one room? Yeah. And always as well, another thing to remember too, as you're going through your budgeting stuff is have an allowance for unforeseen stuff. I was going to say that because mm-hmm. that will come up. Yep. And then I think the other thing, during the process as well, what I really liked with you is you would give me 
options for things. Yeah. Like the flooring, you gave me an option to sand back the pine yep. and rectify that. Or you gave me the laminate cost. Mm-hmm. The door handles. Uh-huh. You gave me a door handle that might have been $150 and then another one that might have been $400. Let me make the choice. And so yep. there's also an element there where you can save costs during it. 100%. But having an allowance for the unexpected is is definitely a smart way to go about it too. I think so. And then if you don't dip into it, it's gravy. Put yeah. it back in your pocket. Yeah. Go to fucking Noosa. Do you know <laughs> go what on I mean? a holiday. Yeah. Go enjoy yourself. Yeah. Like, or, or go, let's take, well, you know, we had an allowance for 8K for un, uh, unforeseen items. Yeah. Let's take that and let's, you know, bugger it. Instead of a 20 mil bench, let's go 50 mil. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? And then you might sort of win there and look, it's, it's not cut and dry. It's not black and white. It's, it's complicated. It's confusing. It's fucking frustrating, but it's the most fun thing you'll ever do yeah. if you want to do it. So, um. Hopefully those those tips help. I think I think yeah, those sure. are the big ones. And then you know, grab the guide, and then um, yeah. I mean, you know, ask any questions. I mean, we're here. Drop us an email. Jump yeah, on the website. Yeah, I was going to say, where can people find you? So give us a plug, Nathan. Thank you. The, <laughs> the old cheeky nasty plug. Yes, yeah, stanbuilt.com.au. We're on Instagram, not on Facebook. You know, that's our website. And then you can just we've got a we've got a contact form there too. So if you if you want to kick off a project or if you just want to ask us a question, drop us a line, and you know we'll get back to you and we'll sort of kick off that relationship. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining me. Thanks Thank for you for me. completing my project as well. No, nah, pleasure. And you guys might see me on the block. Kind of made me. <laughs> kind you of made, I don't know. It might apply. Why not? I don't know. I, I don't know. It just gave me a little bit of a. Dude, I liked it. I really liked the process. I'm glad. Yeah. You know, Adele, you might. Liana wants to go on the block. Maybe it's time you Liana and I apply. It. Get me out of it. I don't <laughs> want to fucking do it. No, nah, thanks for having me. This has been fun. You're welcome. Thank you so much for coming on. And guys, if you're not already, please follow us, Your Safe Space Pod. We're on Instagram, myself at Adele Marie. Join our Facebook group. Leave us a review on Apple. Leave us a rating on Spotify. And please, if you like this episode, share it with someone that you love. Word of mouth helps me so, so much. And share it to your story too. That goes a long way. All right, guys, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.